and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 154 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over SG-1, Season 8, Episode 1, The New Order, Part 1. Part 1. A.K.A. Crazy Exes. <laughs> uh, my, my AKA was just something about how you can't actually escape the event horizon of a black hole. <laughs> no, my AKA is something about Sam learning how to collapse. There you a go. Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's new trick. Yeah, Sam's new feats. Sam's level up. Level up, sun damage. Sam's arms. Can we just name it Sam's arms? Yeah, it's pretty good arms. Because, dear Amanda Tapping, you're fucking hot. Also, okay. can you tell us what your arm workout is? Yeah, can we know your arm workout from. I would really be Because excited. I have a month to get those arms in shape. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, my other AKA was something about. Uh, the bards of the group leading the party. Oh, yeah. Because the amount of diplomacy happening. Oh. The amount of bluffing that's just like our entire <laughs> bluff world. Bluff check. Yeah. <laughs> Can just roll bluff, a bluff check. AKA bluff check much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Holy crap. Yeah. So we will get to that on July 9th, 2004. Yeah. That's my birthday. This was, it is your birthday. <laughs> this premiered on your birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, Grace. Woo. Uh, written by Joe and Paul, directed by Andy Makita. We have a new Weir, guys. Dr. Weir. I, I, I did warn her that there was a new Weir, so she wasn't like, who this bitch uh, coming why? in? <laughs> well, why are you here? There's a, I like her, and she's very smart, and she's very solid. Yeah. Uh, my God, the girl's nervy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She got some cojones on her. Yeah. Um, well, as as my thing is usually the way that I like to say it is that, uh, for example, my balls are so big that they had to put them on my chest. There you go. Just so I could carry them around. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Um, something about her stature. I feel like I want her to appear taller somehow. She her is- personality is tall. Yes. Um, now, nothing against not being tall, but she just appears that way. Yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, she's how... standing next to someone and you're like, you're, you're not taller than them? Yeah, how are you not 10 feet tall? <laughs> are you sure you're not 10 feet tall? Anyway, this that's is all. also where I explain how I don't. I legit don't realize people's heights because <laughs> I am a naturally tall person. Right. And so uh, also friend of the pod, Val, I remember one story very clearly when she was she was had to write down for some form she was filling out how tall she was. And she's like, Nixie, how tall am I? Because she didn't know. And I was right. like, you're like an inch or two shorter than me. No. I mean, you're probably like 5'10". No. And, <laughs> and she's like. Have you met me? Yeah. She's... Friend Fella is my height. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand that, but... Fellow small person. <laughs> I don't... Again, I don't realize necessarily that you're shorter than me sometimes. No. It's funny, too. I love the amount of relativity that goes into height, because we have two friends at work who are even shorter than I am. Yeah. Like, they're, like, 
top and five feet. Yeah. Um, and and to them, don't... I'm tall. And I'm like, no, that's absolutely not true. But again, but I, I know I'm taller than them, but yeah. I don't register that I'm yeah. taller than them. Uh, guys, let's all love our bodies and be happy with all of parts. I guess that's all I'm saying is perspective is such a, a key But then when people thing. question and I'm six foot tall, I will stand up next to them and go, and like, bitch, I am six foot tall. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So... The new Weir is played by Tori Higginson. Okay. Uh, she was actually on a few seasons of NCIS as Dr. Jordan Hampton. Oh. Uh, and she's in Dark Matter. Okay. Um, who, which, which is made by people we know. Oh, it, oh, is that our guys? Yes. I got it. Yeah. I don't actually know what Dark Matter is, but I feel like I should by now. Uh, it's 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 made by a few people you've heard of. Uh, Joe Malozzi and Paul Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, like, yeah. wrote this episode. Got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's a fun series. I did not. I wonder how she got that gig. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't get into it as much as I've gotten in some other series. Okay. Um, it's kind of to me around the same as Travelers, and I know it's sort of some crime against nature because I don't. I've I binged. I watched the entire fourth season of Travelers this yesterday, guys. Wow. Uh, there's a part that hurt my heart a little bit. You guys have seen the most recent season. Know when that happened? Um, but it's just I enjoy it, and I binged all the Dark Matter, but I didn't sink my teeth into it as much sure. as other shows they're quality That's shows fair. but it's you know it's a who knows what spark it's some some things um nourish you yeah and some things just feed feed it's just popcorn yeah it's just i love this popcorn got it it's a great popcorn got it there's just no vitamins to she it. also had a small part in the english patient that small little film oh. which i still never saw i was gonna just admit to have never I've seen never it. seen english patient. i'm so happy that you've admitted never this. seen english patient one day i'll watch it one day i one year i know there's a scene where someone's running in the desert and then the plane flies over him i know there's a really cool bathtub scene yeah there's like some very sexy bathtub and that's that's how i've seen um one one of these years i'm going to watch all the academy award nominated films before the academy <laughs> That is like I a lifelong goal. Never for me. get around. To I've that. gotten close, and and now with with uh, domestic partner Jesse, I've gotten even closer. <laughs> that man can watch movies. He's a movie person. Um, I think that the people who made those movie passes at theaters are regretting their decision. Yeah, if there's are as many people who use it as he does. Yeah, they're it's bad times. Because I was like, really, thirty bucks a month on movies, and then I went, oh no, this man goes to a lot of movies. Yeah, he does. Um. Easily three movies a week. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Well, we have one more oh. guest. Steve Backick, who most people know from Andromeda. Okay. Uh, he was super great in that. Um, he actually, according to Wikipedia, has an honors degree in kinesiology. Kin- 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 Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like the study of movement? Yeah. Like body movement? Yeah. That's like a sports medicine uh-huh, thing, right? That thing. That's fancy. I know. Uh, and you've seen him I have a, I all have a over the place. I have a degree in fartiology. I have a degree in, in farts, too. <laughs> um, he, you've seen him all over the place. He was actually an X2 as Hank McCoy, who's one oh. of my favorite X-Men yeah. always. Um, oh, you just saw him for a second, but he was there. I saw him because if Hank or Beast is anywhere, I'm going to see him because Shocker, my favorite. Also, he had bit parts. also a giant blue guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like 21 Jump Street and X-Files. He was in Pusher in X-Files, which oh. anyone who knows X-Files knows Pusher. It is one of the iconic episodes of X-Files. I don't know Pusher. Um, 
But you don't you haven't seen all the X Files. No, I've seen yeah. very little X Files. This is actually I would tell you that Pusher is one that you can go in cold. Okay. And you would really like it. Because they're the main thing of that is it's a guy who can basically force you to do things. He can manipulate literally what you pusher. want to do. He's literally a pusher. Oh, I like that. And the final scene of the episode is sort of one of the most tense scenes in all of X-Files. Huh. It's really, really good. And I don't want to spoil what that okay, scene okay, is because okay. those people who know it know the I might I'm watch it. About. I might watch just that episode and see how I feel. Yeah, it's, it's a good episode. Got it. Um, and... Also, you've seen him previously as a major here on Stargate. He's all over the place. Nice. He's one of those uh, Canadian spot the actor guys. <laughs> I like that. So, previously on oh. Stargate, remember the whole thing with Fifth? Yeah. And the human form replicators? And how back to haunt us. Sam left him behind and kind of shitty about it. Sort of lied. Not of her own volition. Um, but she did. Also, Hammond was replaced by Weir. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we learned where the Lost City, and then, then, then Antarctica, and then there was giant space battle, and then Jack went nap nap. Yeah. <laughs> nap nap. <laughs> nap nap. I like it. So we start the episode in Daniel's lab. Okay. We quickly meet the new Burnett, Dr. Dun, Weir. Dun, dun. I love that the very first thing Daniel does is goes, Dr. Weir! <laughs> I'm waiting for him to look at the camera as he does that. Dr. Everybody, Weir. Everybody, Dr. Weir. Uh, and the talks that Daniel has been prepping and and basically drooling over, he's about to head to, you can tell, he's like, kid in a candy store, he's packing all the stuff, yeah, he's super he's excited. Ready. But he doesn't get to go yet, because they've stalled again. Yeah. Um, and I do love the way he packs, because all he packs is books. Duh. Yeah. He's like, I don't need other clothes, I just wear this, turn just, my underwear and sit out. Uh-huh. It's fine. It's just wash it in the sink and yeah, hang yeah, it yeah. to dry. <laughs> um, because to be fair, I mean, Daniel will sleep naked if need be. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Daniel sleeps naked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I totally he does. Yeah, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah. He seems like the person who Oh, would. yeah. Um, but this, all these negotiations are about the outpost in Antarctica. Mm. And apparently it's causing some, some stress in the Antarctic Treaty. Because um, pretty much everyone involved with the treaty is trying to claim partial ownership sure. of the base. Yeah. So the Antarctic Treaty is a real life treaty. Okay. Uh, it is the one that regulates the international relations in Antarctica. Okay. Um, and it went into effect in 1961. It has 53 parties involved in it. I think 12 main signatories. Okay. Um, now parties, does that mean countries? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it basically bans military activity on the continent. That's really cool. Yeah. And it, it basically sets the entire continent aside for scientific research only. So that's where we head for the zombie apocalypse. Uh, yes. Got it. Yes. Unless that's where it starts. Uh, well, to be fair. Then they're White Walkers that come for us. Again, if you're going to go back to X-Files, there's uh, bad things found under the ice. Oh, sure. Bad things found under the ice. <gasps> New theory. Yeah. That's all it is. Yes. Yeah, is all this shit that's going on there. That's where it starts. Uh-huh. So it's going to start at the bottom, hit South America, So Africa. basically we need to head towards the extreme northern latitudes in Canada. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's where it'll be good. Yep. We'll ride polar bears Yowza. around. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> we'll so, um, um, Naga. Yes. <laughs> We will breed a naga. I like it. It can be done. So the articles of the treaty range from, um, you know, the continent only being used for peaceful purposes. The military can be there, make murder bases there, but they can only be there in a scientific capacity. 
It's just because they have the the means to get around there right. fairly easily. Um, which Weir mentions, you know, that fact. And like it, it is like an outpost. Yeah, like that's the part that's causing the issues because the outpost has uh, weapons and there was a giant military battle there. And yeah. that's when I think one of the sticking points. So basically we fucked with the treaty, whether it was by a choice or not. Yes. Yeah. It was to save the planet, but sure. we did fuck with the treaty. Right. Yeah. Um, and also you can't dispose of radioactive waste there. Like you can't pollute there basically sure. which is nice because it's the one place left in the because animals um you know basically the treaty is everyone singing kumbaya in antarctica got it yeah for it works i'm liking it but all the while jack is just down there frozen yeah he's like anybody help me <laughs> and where has a point the battle was so big so loud that the only way they can keep the stargate secret after all that is with everyone's cooperation that signed yeah. the treaty yeah, all it takes is one unhappy client yeah to go fuck all of this yep and Remember put something on the happened? internet yeah WikiLeaks the stargates holy crap yeah <laughs> yep yep um and while the people do all negotiating, the SGC is just sitting here. Mm-hmm. Like, they have nothing they can they do right do now. They can't do shit, yeah. They can't do anything. Uh, and I also like the moment that as they leave, we're, we're still calling him Dr. Jackson, and he's just reflexively is like, Daniel. Yeah. Don't, please don't call me Dr. Jackson if you're nasty. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if he just doesn't feel like a Dr. Jackson after his ascension. Now he's just like a one-named animal like Prince. <laughs> Or share. To me, I get the feeling that he's always been someone who is like, just call me Daniel. Right. Well, what I'm saying, though, is like, has the reason behind it altered? Now he's like, I am just Daniel. (laughs) Just Daniel. I am the artist formerly known as Dr. Jackson. (laughs) The the archaeologist formerly known. (laughs) Exactly. I am no longer just an archaeologist. (laughs) And credits. So the rest of SG-1 and we are in the briefing room. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a lot of briefing room action this episode. Yeah. Uh, We come in mid-discussion. SG-1 is annoyed that they can't use the Stargate for anything Mm. because the Stargate's clearly still theirs. Right. The debate's only just over the outpost, but the president is like, let's just... Hang out a second. Let's just hang out a second. Let's keep everything chill. Let's show our goodwill in not using the Stargate Which as well. makes sense. He's 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 conservative in the sense of how he approaches people. Yeah. It's just a noise SG-1. Oh, sure. Um, and it was like fast and loose. And Weir would never say it, uh-huh. but Daniel has no problem going that uh, the Stargates basically are political leverage in these negotiations. Yep. Yeah. And this is where she gives us the head nod. Uh-huh. I won't say it. Yeah. But uh-huh. Yeah. But yes, this is a thing. She's a smarty pants. She's we like super Weir, smarty pants. Again, we've already learned that we like her. She's smart. She knows what she's doing. Her approach is just very different. It's, it is so different from Hammond. Yeah. And it's I, like having um, a professor, a professor who's like, let's just do Socratic dialogue all day. And then you'll write a paper at the end of the uh-huh. day. And I'm going to grade the paper easy. I just want to know that you were listening. Exactly. Um, but he's still making sure you learn things. Whereas she's like, we're going to have a slightly more regimented <laughs> lesson plan and you're going to learn and I'm not going to make it boring. 
but it's going to require a little more structure than you're used to. And our gang's like, but we just want to sit here and talk to each other. You've, you've been taking a lot of schooling <laughs> yeah. in the classroom for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like SG-1 has been saying this a lot since the last episode, whatever time has passed in the series, mm-hmm. but they're like, Jack. We need to Jack, yeah. Um, we haven't been able to contact the Asgard, mm-hmm. um, but we do know that they're monitoring the time dilation field from way back around Hala when we dealt with the Replicator. replicators. Um, and we also apparently have not been able to find Tioka Good Barber. No, um, you're not liking the hair. I'm not liking the hair. Not taking it. I like a bald Tioka. Uh, I, I mean, it is better than the weird chin caterpillar. Oh, <laughs> yes. But I'm not loving it. I just think Chris Jell looks better without any hair. You're going to have to learn how to like the hair. Oh, okay, fine. You're going to have to learn how to like the hair. I mean, it's well done. It just doesn't feel like him, you know? But fine. But it's one of those where after a while you'd be fine with it, too. Sure. I mean, it's Teal'c. I think it's... I have to, I have to like, retcon it this way. Teal'c has been on Earth long enough to pick up some Earth... Some Earth. Hairstyle. Some some Earthness. Well, okay. All right. I'll, I'm going to make peace with Sam, it. Sam's suggestion here is basically, do we know they're watching Hala? Let's just go there and then wave our hands around and scream really loud. Yeah. And see if they find us. Yeah. Uh, it is in another galaxy, but conveniently, Jack, you know, upgraded the engines on that one cargo <laughs> ship. <laughs> Remember when he was not talking and just touching all the crystals? Yep. That time. Bye. That time we almost made out. I mean. Yeah. Nothing. Also, it may only be a one-way trip because we might burn out the engines when we get there. <laughs> she's really asking for a lot. And she's like, I'm down with this. Let's go. Yeah. I'm fine. And she looks like, me too. Same. Same. But where's like, no, I can't. That's not happening. This is really fun to watch. Yeah. These, these two, two go at each Great trains. I know. Just going, I'm not backing down. It's nope. like, well, guess what? I'm not backing down either. So Weir says she can't go because that the modified cargo ship is way too valuable to leave the planet right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the ghouls can come back at any time. We, they're going to try to test the weapon. They're sure. And no one knows if we can use the weapon again. So yeah. the ship right now is, along with Prometheus, one of the few things we have to defend the planet. Yeah. We don't have a lot. We've been bluffing a shit ton. This entire episode is one big bluff, too. Well, it's like, and, and the realization for weird that, like, the majority of the reason we've gotten by yeah. is because we're lying liars. Uh-huh. Who are really good at lying. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Weir heads back into her office, and Sam's like, no, 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 we're not done here yet. <laughs> she And she doesn't say it out loud, mm-hmm. but let's yeah. face it, she's the single person on the planet that's most likely to figure out how, do you, how Jack modified the engines. Yeah. And she, you know, may not try very hard if she doesn't get to take the toy out for... Uh... I gotta tell you, I love this so much. So, so everybody, I think at this point, knows my love of Gilmore Girls. Yes. And Lorelai is a very flawed character. Very flawed <laughs> They're character. They're both. Everyone but on she's the stubborn as fuck. And when it comes to finding a way to get her way, come hell or high water, she's gonna figure, she's it, gonna out. figure it out. So, here's my imaginary retcon of this. Okay. Uh, because they're not that far in age, Sam and Lorelai. And no, Lorelai is incredibly not. fucking smart. She is. She just fucked some shit up when she was 16. Yes. So 
we I think we kind of already know Sam's backstory, but in my mind, they're like old friends who knew each other when they were like 14 and 15 because they're both smart as a fucking whip. Yeah. They're both stubborn as fuck and they both debate. And imagine the banter between those two women. Now, mind you, they're very smart in very different ways, but I think they're both smart in the way that they can respect each other. Yeah. Um, I, Just the idea of like... They would owe something to each other to get to this ability of like, I'm not fucking backing down for shit. You're not. Like at the end of the day, they're both very strong women who lifted each other up. And then Lorelai lost, like Sam lost track of her because she's like, you got pregnant. We were very different paths. And I was like a smarty pants kid. And I went to Air Force. But imagine the phone calls that they could have about like. Because Sam's still trying to, like, discover how she feels about it's men like, in general. Well, it's also just, can you imagine Sam calling Lorelai to go, so Pete said this, and I don't know what the yeah. fuck that means. <laughs> or she's like, how do I flirt? It's basically like a grown Rory. You know what I mean? Like, how do I do this properly? Like, Sam can dress herself and knows how to look hot. You don't learn that from textbooks. Can I, um... Can I just tell you that right now I'm going, I'm Sam and you're Lorelai because I would yes. be the person who goes, Grace, I don't, I don't know how to flirt. <laughs> yes, because I will admit to being a hot fucking mess a lot of the time. If and, there's no one, yeah. And I'm a smarty pants that doesn't know how to socialize with people. Fair. I love that so much. Okay, thank you for letting me. Uh, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Why fictional characters should be best friends. You know how many times, like at work, someone says like one science thing, and I've literally turned around and had to like push up my glasses to be like, actually, it does well, this actually, and this and, this and, this. <laughs> and they look at me and that I was not actually asking that question. You, and I'm you science explain them slowly. Turn back to my computer. I literally hear it over my headphones, so I've taken my headphones off and I turned to science someone and uh-huh. they're like we don't give a fuck. I've actually gotten to this really fun place where I will if I get into an argument with someone at work <laughs> and there are facts involved I go well Nixie what do you think? <laughs> Not just because Nixie will have my back but Nixie will have my back with facts because <laughs> I'll go I know this is right and I can't tell you why because I don't pay enough attention to give you facts. I just know it's right. <laughs> Let me call on my Nixie. <laughs> and Nixie will tell me facts. And then I'll go, ha, huh, now what are you going to do? But also, like, I don't know how to talk to people who <laughs> I don't. Because I will, like, if there's someone and to start a conversation, I'll be that person who just says all the word vomit. And then the person's like, I don't really want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> They're dumb. They should always want to talk to a Nixie. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, we're Sanja we? Boy. Okay. <laughs> so, none of this is convincing Weir. No. This entire conversation about Lorelai and Sam is not convincing Weir. <laughs> but Sam does pull out the card that if Jack hadn't have done the things that Jack did, we wouldn't even be having this conversation or yeah. have the ship or have anything. Or be alive or be anything. So, in Sam's lab, Teal'c and her are discussing the coordinates of where Hala is in the galaxy of Orthalia. I really want Hala bread now, though, too. (laughs) (laughs) Is Um, it Chala or Hala? I don't know. I never know these things. Is it Hanukkah or Chanukkah? Like, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm I'm uncultured. All I know is I really like the bread. And it's really tasty. Yum. I like bread. So, 
Uh, but the trip's going to take about 10 days to get mm-hmm. to Hala. So Daniel springs on in and is like super excited dun, 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 to learn yeah. how Sam convinced Weir to go on the trip. And she's yeah. like, yeah, um, about that. Yeah. Um, so he's like packing his bag. He's got a little <laughs> backpack on. He's like the little kid from Up right now. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yep, let's do this. Uh, so we're going to send you some postcards. Yikes. You don't get to come. Because, well, I mean, you're really good at translating things. And if we don't make it back, then you're, then, then help me, Daniel and Kenobi, you're Jack's only hope. Yeah. He's done the thing where he's made himself indispensable. Exactly. Curse of the competence, yes. as I call it. Yes. Uh, Daniel, it's time to teach some other people how to read ancient, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, really. It's time to learn how to, to say, hey, if I'm not we the only need, one who does this. We need hooked on phonics for ancient. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and then all of a sudden oh they're Oh my off. God, imagine giving Daniel like an intern, a little nerdy intern. Can I be the little nerdy intern? Oh yeah, that I'm works. I'm really, here's the thing, I'm horrible with learning other languages. So <laughs> that'll be real fun. That would be interesting. <laughs> But they're off on the ship, and we get some amazing Teal'c and Sam banter here, and some bonding, and we learn that turkey oh. is Teal'c's favorite lunch meat. I love how adorable Sam is in this whole thing. Also, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, Amanda, your arms. She's looking so good. You're just... You're... I mean, everybody looks good all the time, but I know. to be able just to wear like a black tank top uh, yeah, and just fucking... You're Lara Croft right now. I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But Sam's rambling as the same as we are, but she's starting to, trying to talk, start a conversation. How's Ryak? How's Ishta? Yeah. And all she gets is like, indeed, in one word things. Yeah. I'm, I'm Teal'c being Teal'c again. And she gets really annoyed at his one word answers until... Teal'c's like, well, how's Pete? And she's like, one word answer. Yeah. Fun times. Food's always the answer. I she's do love that. He just, knows where to poke. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, go get another sandwich and just food. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that looks better in, than those sandwiches in this scene is uh, Sam's arms. Yep. <laughs> so back in Weir's office at the SGC, it's been a week. They still haven't heard anything from Antarctica, basically. Mm-hmm. Daniel's like, you think getting attacked by ships and the Earth almost dying would 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 cancel out the mistrust between nations no. and make them see the bigger picture? And Weir's like, you're dumb. Yeah. That's not going to do anything. I love the way they talk with each other because you can feel that there's some tension there. But they're both talky people. I have later in my notes how much I love Daniel and Weir's like re- yeah. working relation, this relationship that they have. Like they're, I, I don't think they're gonna have a beer together after no. work. But they're trying real hard to get through this. But it's just the fact that they can sort of walk out on these these political negotiating yeah. things that Danny doesn't really has not had someone else he can walk out like that. Right. On, well, on and, and that's what I mean. It's, it's so, it's really fun to watch two people whose job it is to appeal to the, to yeah. each other, to other people and get uh-huh. them to like them. It's so fun to see two people whose job is basically that. Yeah. Not like each other. 
because <laughs> they, they, there's just this feeling that they're working well there's a lot of respect there's a yeah. lot of like working out working that out but there's no genuine like liking of each other neither of them is charmed by the other no. because they use the same charms on other people exactly <laughs> anyway I, I love that yeah. so um, Daniel wonders why Weir isn't down there because this is literally her wheelhouse this is yep. literally what she does and he's saved from further conversation by an off-world activation. Off-world activation. So Daniel and Weir head down to the control room. It's a gold message. Mm. From Calumus, the Celtic god of war. Ah, uh, yes. Daniel reads it and is just, wow. Mr. Greasy Hair himself. Just, wow. <laughs> Before uh, fully translating it, uh, they want to arrange a treaty with us, all the system lords, and they want to send representatives here. All the here. system lords. All, all the system, system lords. lords. All, all the system, system lords. lords. All the system lords. They put their golds up. Nope, I don't know. That doesn't work. <laughs> don't so take, I'm done. They're not going to take their golds out. <laughs> so, <laughs> just take your golds out and just present it to the world. <laughs> and like, then they eat them. Like a little baby Simba. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm but a basic cree cree. From the day we arrive on this planet, that still works. Yeah, and blinking take over its pe- slave enslave its people. Okay, I'm dead. So Calibus is sort of the Mars or Aries of the Celtic pantheon. Gotcha. Um, or uh, Kulel, okay. if I'm going to pronounce that in Irish mythology. It looks nothing like that, but I try to write it down phonetically. Kulel. Kulel. And a wild, wild tender <laughs> So he was worshipped in early Britain and in Gaul. And Gaul, by the way, if you don't no, because a lot of times I forget where Gaul is. Okay. It's sort of like the Francy Belgium area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all once inhabited by Celtic tribes. Got it. I, for sense. some reason, when I hear Gaul, I always think it's sort of Spainy area. Well, I always think of Charles de Gaulle Airport, which is not the same Gaul. It's not, but, but that's actually it's a decent way to remember that. That's actually a way that, that reminds me that it's in France. <laughs> that's actually a really good way to remember it. <laughs> um, and boom, 10 days have gone by. Ta-da! Sam and Teal'c have arrived, uh, and they drop out of hyperspace, and they start, like, basically yelling for the Asgard. Mm-hmm. And Hello? Is anybody here? This whole scene of shouldn't there be a planet here is... You you might as well be watching a Death Star appear. Yeah, that's no moon. <laughs> it's it's just a black hole. Star Wars. Yeah. And Teal'c with his, like, Jem'Hadar headpiece... Yeah. You don't know what that yeah. means yet. Yeah, no, I don't know what that means, but I'm like, is he about to destroy the Death Star? Yeah, no, it's still, it's still a Star Wars reference uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, He puts uh, the tracker away because... It's like, I can't see anything. I'm going to put this away and use the Force. In the Force. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Teal tries to get them out of this area, but suddenly they don't move. Mm-hmm. Even with engines at full. And there's only one thing that could create a gravitational force that strong. <gasps> Bad news, guys. Your mom. That's what he says to Thor. <laughs> it just it's, seems like a good place for that. It's a black hole. <laughs> I'm sorry. It felt like a good place for a good it's, your mom joke. It is a good place for a your mom joke. <laughs> so Daniel has translated the message for Weir and we get a great up close. I love when you see character handwriting. Yes. It's yeah. just for some reason always fun. Um, and 
Daniel's not really sure what to make of all this because the system lords want to meet up with us as equals. Hmm. Which is so unusual that can't be right. This is not normal times. Most likely it's because we just killed Anubis in a single day and they've been trying to for a long time and they haven't been able to even with combined forces. Either way, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) So around the black hole, uh, just what Sam guessed would happen, they killed the hyperdrive engine. uh, And even if it was working, you can't make a hyperspace window that's close to a black hole. Although it'd be really interesting to see what would happen. Everybody knows that you can't. Everyone knows. God. Um... So outside of the fact that they've arrived where Hala was supposed to be, also Hala's son wasn't big enough to go black hole. Like, <laughs> all of this is bad. Yeah. Just Things bad. are not as they should be. So back in the briefing room, we just got the phone with the president, uh, who mm-hmm. gave her the go-ahead to negotiate with the system lords. Yeah, Yay. he's like, that's going to be an interesting conversation yeah. for two people that have never dealt with gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I almost wonder if that works in our favor, because if anyone had, if it had been people who have dealt with gold, they'd be like, no fucking way are we doing this. Well, but even Daniel's like, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea, yeah. guys. Like, I wonder if Hammond would have even thought of it. He would have been like, nope. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm coming to you if we do any of this. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Weir's first interplanetary treaty. Yeah. And Daniel's like, look. I know you're new at this and all, but just to let you know, you can't under any way, shape or form trust any of the system lords. No, no. At all. They're insane egomaniacs. No matter what. A lot of them. Pure evil. It's like, hey, did you ever watch Silence of the Lambs? (laughs) Yeah. So think that. Yeah. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter is not your friend. No. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, and then Weird does joke that it sounds like an average day at the United Nations, which I did sort (laughs) of like that one. Well, yeah. Uh, And Daniel gives her a system lord high council primer. (laughs) Um, And yeah, these two are just fun to watch interact with each other. So meanwhile, the cargo ship still isn't moving. No. Uh, They're just kind of holding steady. It's sinking further into the black hole. It's kind of like... If you've ever held Stormy's leash and he's found something that he wants, at most you can hold him at bay, uh-huh. but you can't step backwards. If nothing else, you can dig your heels in and just be like, well, I'm using all the energy just to not move further into this black hole. That sounds better than I was thinking of those inflatable things where you're latched in and you're on the bungee cord. <laughs> that works That's too. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, but they divert some energy from the shields to try to get <laughs> some extra dip to go. fall on my butt to keep him from attacking something that he wants. <laughs> um, but Sam's didn't want to divert shields because what she feared was happening is exactly what happens. The hull starts breaching and yeah. the ship starts imploding. Yikes. But conveniently, Thor saves the day. Da-da-da-da. And we get a second indeed. And yeah, Thor's timing is impeccable. No shit. So in Daniel's lab, the ghoul have agreed to the terms and conditions and arriving soon. They read the fine print. <laughs> yeah, they, they just hit the agree pop up on yeah, the Apple. I didn't read anything. Terms and conditions. Uh, and besides Calumus, there's, I just was pronouncing this earlier, Amaratsu. Amaratsu, where are we looking? It's, it's, it's Japanese. Amaterasu? That sounds better. Cool. Amaterasu. And you. 
And you. And don't. Every I joke, every pun done to death, seriously. I do love that he does that because the audience knows it. Uh-huh. And we're waiting on it. Yeah. And he's like, we're not going to do this again. Because it's weird. It's like the yeah. new player has entered the ring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like when someone goes with my last name and they're like, Houston, we have a problem. And I'm just like, <laughs> never heard it before. I um, luckily don't get too many grace issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun times. So we, uh, we, you know, we don't have too many of the Asian deities that we've gotten besides you, the mm-hmm. other person in this, but mm-hmm. um, Amaterasu is, I always pause when I'm done Amaterasu, yeah, Amaterasu. <laughs> to make sure I don't butcher it. Um, but she is in the Japanese myth circle and also oh. is a major player in Shinto religion. Got it. So she is the goddess of the sun and the universe. Hmm. All the emperors of Japan are apparently considered direct descendants of her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So apparently the emperor directly communicates with her and does as she wishes. I like that. So it's kind of and apparently like where the the palace is, is like on some sacred island, if I remember correctly. For her and that, like where one of her major temples still is, or some of this. Got it. Got it. She's similar to the Korean um, solar goddess of Hei Kim. Okay. And I think it's she, the uh, Chinese goddess. I could be pronouncing that looks, it wrong. I think that looks right. Yeah. And her brothers are Sunanu, the god of storms in the sea, and <laughs> I Sukuyomi? love you guys. Sukuyomi. Yeah, Sukuyomi. The god of the moon. And together, the three of them created Japan. Uh, And I'm not as familiar with sort of Japanese or Shinto mythology, but wow, is it juicy. As in birthing children from necklaces and swords. Like it's up there with some Norse and Aztec level of stuff. At one point, this is the last thing, the one point the wiki article has her brother throwing a flayed pony at her loom. Whoa. <laughs> he mad. I, I was like... To take, the amount of anger that it takes to not only find a pony, flay it, and then go back to the scene of the crime, and then throw it at your sister. But throwing it at her loom. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Fine. Like, you go, like, imagine. It's like, he's already gone down. He's all bloody. He's covered in, like, pony blood, and he's flayed it. And then he's like, oh, fuck, where did she go? Mom! Mom! Where's my sister? It's like, I don't know. I think she's up at her loom. Okay. And then he's got to, like, run up the stairs and find her the loom with a pony who he drops a couple times, so he's got to pick it up, because then it rolls down the stair. And then there's some entrails falling, too. Yeah, and he's like, fuck, and he's got to shove it all back in there. And then he's like, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> and she's not in the loom, but she's like, I don't want to carry this pony anymore. Yeah, it's like, so fuck it. throws the pony carcass at her loom. Yeah. And just to that, ruin whatever work she was working on. That'll teach her. That was my favorite line of the entire wiki article. I told you never to touch my stuff. Throwing a flayed pony at her loom. The drama of that. Like I is almost awesome. don't want to know the full story behind it because no, it's I not like, going to be as epic as the one that I we like just our made story. up. No, I, I, it's and it's something really dumb. Like she went into his room without knocking. <laughs> she caught him masturbating. <laughs> oh god it's just so good so it's anyway just, it's just a siblings things to oh. i once i once flushed my sister's shoes <laughs> that doesn't work no but literally they i took her suede shoes and put them in the toilet and just flushed 
And I felt better. <laughs> so you was the only system lord that originally didn't want to accept Nubis back uh, when he first was rising up to power. Right. And um, he was pushed out. You was pushed out because of that. So now with the Nubis gone, you's back, mm-hmm. even though he's going senile. So he can't be trusted, but he's also been the most cooperative of the system lord. Right. So... It's not necessarily a bright side. It's just a slightly less dark side. I, I do, yeah. I, and I like the face that Matt Daniel makes <laughs> when he does this. Like, I I can't even describe it. Like, he's like, I know this sounds crazy. <laughs> Bear with it's me It's kind of what the face is saying. <laughs> but just stick with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, out with Thor, Sam fills him in on the whole Jack issue. And Thor's like, look, that's great and all. He's sleeping. He's fine. We yeah. have more important shit to do I'm first. On a mission from God. Uh, half a pack of cigarettes. No, They're, half a pack of of what of uh, fuel. Yeah, and we have three hundred miles to Chicago. Three hundred light years. It's to dark. Black hole. It's dark out because it's space, <laughs> and I'm wearing space glasses. Yeah. Hit it. <laughs> that was awful, and I love it. <laughs> Totally rehearsed, guys. Professional. So, Thor has to first his mission from God because, is from him. Uh huh. The God. Well, I mean, he's not wrong when he he's says not. it's a mission from God because he is God. Uh, he's concerned. He he is Thor. Uh, but he has to destroy the replicators and make sure they're actually dead first because the whole time dilation field was a temporary solution. It was a yes. stopgap. So they pulled from the Sam Carter playbook and then one-upped it yeah. and decided to collapse the sun as a more permanent solution because then they fall into the black hole. Hmm. Um, and Sam's like, um, can I? Teach me. So how'd you do that? Just Teach. for educational purposes only, of course. Show um, me. How'd you the, do that? More more like this, please. Can, <laughs> I, can I know? Yeah. How you did that? Can I do that? I would never do it, but for educational I mean, just purposes, so I know I want how. to know how to collapse a sun. I mean, I can blow them up. That's fine. Yeah. But, but I, you know, collapsing it would be less shrapnel. Yeah, because all the shrapnel goes into it. Yeah. So. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> so the, the temporal distortions um, is because of where Thor is, is why no one heard all the calls from Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, and... And we get a third indeed. All Three of these indeeds in one episode. He's like indeed crazy. It's like, bro, did it's you his, get like unlimited indeeds for it's this It's his episode? only line. Maybe he got indeed. like a new feat where it's like unlimited indeeds. <laughs> All the indeeds you want. He's leveled up between seasons. Yeah. So now he can do multiple indeeds. <laughs> Without a short rest. Yeah, before a short rest. <laughs> So the planet is gone. Hal is gone. But there's still a huge mass of replicators uh, that are holding on (laughs) right inside the front horizon. Now, I'm on Sam's side. That you- <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Guys, um, we're in a house with other people in it, including a bartender, Nick. <laughs> and he just prat fell up the stairs and it was adorable. <laughs> that was okay. So it was, a, it was not a prat fall. It was a real fall. Oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm on Sam's side. Yeah. You can't cross back over an event horizon 
Yeah. Because light can't pass it. That's what makes it a black hole part. So what makes you think you're better than light, Thor? Uh, so, I maybe mean, there's gravitational forces, there's spaghettification, like <laughs> literally sp- spaghettification is one of my favorite words, and it's a thing that happens when you go towards the event horizon of a black hole and push my glasses up, you can't cross back, but this is science fiction. Yeah. And so they can. Thor's like, yeah, I can. It's like, if I don't know that I crossed, I can come back. <laughs> like a Looney Tunes character that doesn't know they've already walked off the edge of the yes, cliff. exactly. So there. Um, and on the screen, you can see them moving incredibly fast, mm-hmm. unbelievably fast. Uh, and Thor says that they have apparently repurposed the time dilation device to counteract the gravitational forces. Fine. <laughs> Just fine. I'm telling you, he painted he painted a tunnel into the rock he so did. that he could go through it. He did. But then when the Wily e. Coyote replicators try, <laughs> they'll go smack into the wall. So, uh, well, no, the, that's what the replicators did. They're the ones right, that used. Right, yeah. They're living off cartoon theory. They are. Sam actually doesn't know it's scarier. The fact that they could do that hmm. or the fact that Thor doesn't know how they did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with Sam again. That's things are just a little bit not okay right now. So back in the gate room, Daniel joins Weir as the gate dials with the system lords mm-hmm. um, coming. Why do you think Daniel was late? Um, was he just like too much studying? Here's what I think: just lost track because he didn't have his watch on, or was he snogging in the room closet? Here's what I think: I think that we discussed earlier. Uh, while we were watching the episode, what does one wear to meet system lords? True. I think, unlike Weir, who was like, this is what I'm wearing today. This yeah. is what I wear every day. Oh, this he is was my work uniform. just caught up in the closet? His, his bed is a pile of clothing right now. <laughs> there's like turtlenecks, and then there's like leather jackets, and then there's like <laughs> suits, motorcycle boots, and then there's like... Like his his action do rag, like a bunch of things where he's like, I don't know which one's correct. And he ran out, so he just put his BDUs back on. He was on. just like, "Fuck it, this is gonna have to work." So three system lords arrive, <laughs> and uh, they don't even give any shits about learning people's names yeah. because they don't want to be on the planet longer than they have to. They want to give ain't their here spiel. To make friends, I'm leave. here to win. They're exactly. on the reality show. <laughs> <laughs> so the replicators. Have made a giant new ship. Uh, Yikes. And Thor's pretty sure his weapons won't do anything against them. I do. So I do. Running is a good idea right now. Yeah. I do love how calm Thor is throughout yeah. all of this process. Very calm. It's like he took like three Xanax. <laughs> He goes, look, I knew this was going to be a real difficult day, so I took, so, like, three Xanax. I just took a day. I'm and, good. And then I, I smoked a couple joints. And I'm good. So... I'm going to get things done, but it's not going to bother me. Yeah. I mean, it's just life, man. We're fine. Yeah. Everything's good. <laughs> things that need to get done will get done. All, all the, he's, yeah, he's channeling his inner dude. He is very much. <laughs> so the replicators attack anyway. Uh-huh. And before they quickly make it through Thor's shields, they hit them hard. They breach the hull with, like, a replicator bomb missile thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they start doing their thing. Mm-hmm. They start to... So so Sam's like, let's just decompress the areas of replicators, try to spit them back right. out into space. Um, it's like it's like removing the venom from a spider right. with that little spidery you venom thing. Out. You just yeah. suck them right back out into space because no one can hear them scream. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> 
And how convenient there's these giant containers of weapons here. Yeah. I, Thor pretty much just beamed over everything that wasn't nailed down, I Sure, think. yeah. Well, I mean, that's what he would do. Yeah. Yeah. So there's conveniently giant things of weapons here. Well, it's like, hey, we're at the part of the video game where you're going to have to start shooting because you just found a gun. Well, it's, 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 it's that part of the video game where it's like, shit's about to happen. Head into this armory that is conveniently put yes, here. Yes, exactly. Right before you start the next mission. Before the shit happens, yeah. <laughs> Why am I getting all this life back? Oh, I'm about to get Aww. punched. Got it, bye. Yeah, that can't be good. Uh-huh. So negotiations begin back on Earth. On Earth. On Earth. So, can I just tell you, uh, it is it is autocorrected calumus to calculus. I know my calculus. So, calculus uh, <laughs> explains calcatron. No, that's, that's what's his, what's his name on? Oh, uh, oh, on Futurama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calculon. Calculon. I'm going to call him Calculon. Explains that they have agreed to split Anubis's land and armies evenly. I mean, everyone went along with that, except for one. (laughs) Guess who? Mr. Bocci. Yeah. (laughs) And instead, uh, he's gone and taken over the Predators. Yeah. And is trying to become as powerful Anubis was. Great. Uh, That would be the guy. It would be. Um, and he's actually has decent odds that he might become that because a bunch of the ghoul are already talking about how they might as well just bow down to Ball instead of being defeated by him. Yeah, they don't know any better than to always have one guy who's more powerful than the other. Well, it's also just the people are... It's what happens with any... Even in high school, like, the people are going to go... They're like, I value being alive and one of the cool kids. That's what I mean. Like, they're, they're already used to these positions. Yeah. So if somebody wants to take that position as opposed to the uh, whole thing coming of an upheaval, they're like, yeah, fuck sure. Um, and where's like, and this has to do with us how? Yeah. Uh, use first prime speaks for him. And basically they want Earth to destroy Ball with Earth's fancy new weapon. <laughs> oh, boy. Also, this entire time, Amaratsu, Amaratsu is like basically permanent eye roll i feel yeah she's just annoyed that she had to come some like fish lips going on she's super pissed that she had to be here. yeah she's yeah. this is she is so disdainful for everything having to do with yeah, her she's kind of great it's yeah. amazing so sam and teal are out replicator hunting uh when sam is suddenly beamed away it's yeah. creepy because you can hear the replicators in the walls it's really not okay also it's- thor didn't beam her away no no. And the replicators go to hyperspace with Sam. Oh, boy. So Teal heads back to the bridge. He's killed as many bugs as he can, mm. uh, and Thor starts to follow the ship. Back in negotiation lands, um, <laughs> Calcatron, Calculon, Calculus, <laughs> Calumus, uh, tries playing the ball will just come after you when he's done with us card. Yeah. Which doesn't work on Weir. She's not that easily scared. You need to try harder. Yeah. I, I will say that's the thing about gold is their threats work with each other. Yeah. And so Weir's like, I'm not fucking scared. It doesn't work with Even me. if it's true, I don't work this way. No. You cannot coerce me. So Amaratsu. Amaterasu. Thank you. Amaterasu. Um, tries the, well, Ball will just go after the other Asgard Treaty Planets card. Yeah. Commenting on how the Asgard mm. didn't come for Earth when it was threatened. Daniel tries to bluff here. Yeah. 
Um, he didn't roll very high. He does his best. We don't need no stinking Asgard. Uh, Rear rolls much higher, <laughs> and the Asgard didn't come because they knew we had everything under control. Exactly. So Calumus says, Ooh. basically, help stop Ball, or billions are going to... He said millions, but or it's really billions. we're sending him at you, yeah. Yeah, billions are going to die, and billions will be enslaved. <laughs> billions and billions. And billions of balls. Oh, that was a Carl Sagan reference. I know it was. I just took it the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> um... He didn't say that until the end either. That's a fun fact. Really? Yeah, he actually, that was like the parody of him was billions and billions. And so finally he said it uh. like closer to the end of his life just because Aww. everyone kept wanting him to. Good guy. I'm awesome. Okay, so Thor is fairly certain that the replicators are heading towards the new or home planet of Aurelia because there's a ton of neutronium there. Which they need to eat. Which is basically the carbon yeah. for human form replicators. Got it. On the replicator ship, Sam walks around a room made entirely of bricks, and then creepily, Fifth comes out of the wall. Of course. Cool, cool, cool. That's Im- imagine this feeling. If you have ever run into an ex at Target, like literally the last person she wants to see, and and run, <laughs> run into the furthest aisle you could find, even though you were about to check out. Yeah. And- but because they were at the checkout, and they saw you. Like, nope, they saw you. Nope. Imagine that. Only worse. I need cat litter. Do you own a cat? Shut nope. up. Nope. Shut up about it. It's just <laughs> I'm getting it for a friend. Yeah. I got it. Well, how am I in the baby aisle? I'm here now. I'm here now. Um, <laughs> he's pissed as well. She automatically tries apologizing for leaving behind for everything they had to. She tries pleading with his human side, uh, the side that sets him apart from others. Um, but vengeance is also human. It's just a nice little reminder that all it takes with some shit yeah. is an apology. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, and he basically promises to make her pay uh-huh. and then sticks his hand inside her head, which, cool, cool, cool. That doesn't feel good. No. Congratulations, Sam. Your, 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 your un, un inability to give love <laughs> created an evil supervillain. Yikes! So the system lords in the briefing room gather in what would be a great one-off sitcom episode <laughs> of them waiting there and like spitting food out. It's like waiting for Godot, but yeah, the cool version. The yeah. gold waiting for Goldo. Yeah. But yeah, um, in fairness to Sam. Um, I feel like I said because of Sam, this guy became an evil yeah, supervillain. No. <laughs> His own ability to process feels yes is really what got him there. Okay, that's all. Okay, so Weir and Daniel are discussing the situation in our office. Mm-hmm. There's 27 planets, including Earth, in the treaty, and and honestly, Daniel admits they've basically been bluffing. We just lied our whole way through this. We've been bluffing for a long time, and just no one's tried calling it. Welcome to the SGC, where all we do is lie. <laughs> all the points are made up. <laughs> uh, and is about to try to call that bluff, and... Also, defending Earth itself is a bluff. Mm-hmm. We're really hoping to roll high on We're the bluff checks. We're just really good at lying. Yeah. Yikes. Um, but 
to keep, I, I'm going to keep calling it bluffing and not lying. Because there is something that America knows how to do is square up and puff out our chest. <laughs> yes. We're, we're really we're, fucking good at that. We are really good at it. Yeah. It's one of our special skills on square our resume. Square up, bro. You want to throw hands? You want to you throw hands? What up? What? What? Up? What? what? Come at me, it's bro. It's like the guy that's about to break dance forever, <laughs> but never actually starts Break dancing. <laughs> He's just doing like the shuffle back uh-huh. and forth. That, that prep, that prep shuffle. Uh, yeah. What is it? Come at me, bro. Hold my drink. Hold my drink. Yeah. <laughs> we're real good shit talkers. Uh, and at this point, we're really wishing she was paid more attention to her dad's wiki poker games. <laughs> and Daniel reminds her that if the system lords even get a whiff that they can't actually use that ancient weapon, game over. Game over, bro. So back on Thor's ship, they can't use weapons or shields or anything in hyperspace. So Thor's like, well, I'm going to get up close, right up at their butt, and just take them out by exploding the ship. Yep. You're cool dying, right, Tilk? <laughs> He's like, if I dies, I dies. <laughs> <laughs> because basically, they have to stop the replicators from making to Aurelium. Yeah. It, well, and, and Tilk does... I, I'm not sure if this is the right part where he goes... Um, something along the lines of like, so be it or whatever. I think, or is that later I on? I think that's later when yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, we're going to blow up the ship the other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Teal'c is <laughs> down. Teal'c's always down. Teal'c's destruction fault? Sounds Done. good. Yeah. Am I going out in a blaze of glory? Yes. <laughs> that's all I Teal'c's need Teal'c's going to be so pissed <laughs> if, if he, he dies of old age. <laughs> With his family around him. He's like, this is not how I want to go, like, man. One of you fight me, motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't care who. You know what? I kind of like that now. When I'm yeah. old and I'm about to go and be like, one of you motherfuckers fight me. Come at me with a knife. Anything. So I can go out like a badass. Does someone, can I save someone by running into fire? Yeah. <laughs> so on said ship with, with Sam, Fifth is torturing her in her brain. Yikes. Um, I can kill you with my brain. Yeah. Uh, and she, oh. she doesn't know why. Like, Fifth can see your his whoa. Fifth can see her thoughts. Fifth knows that she didn't want to leave him. Like, yeah. why are you torturing me? Because he mad. And um, like, she's right. He is more human, mm-hmm. and he used to think that that was a weakness. Mm-hmm. But now he sees it makes him capable of so much more. His brothers and sisters can devour entire civilizations, <sighs> but they will never know cruelty or betrayal, or revenge. Yikes. And then he just continues the torture. Yeah. Fuck, and hey, we've created a psychopath. We, this, is how you, this is how you create a supervillain. Mm-hmm. So, back in negotiations, Weir um, thanks him for the info, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to pass. Yeah. We're not going to get involved in your internal issues. Um, and if Ball attacks a protected planet, well, then he'll suffer the consequences. He'll yep. get what's coming to him because Ball ain't our problem. He's mm-hmm. yours. Yep. And you slams his fist down and says that Anubis only grows more powerful. I meant Ball. A new Ball. I'm not crazy. A new Ball. I'm totally not crazy. Everybody's like, Grandpa, sit down. <laughs> sit down, old man. Sit down, Grandpa. The war's been over for 40 years. <laughs> so Calumus has another ace up his sleeve. Look, your weapon can't move. It's kind of just stuck in one place. Uh, so we'll offer you hyperdrive engines. Yeah. As many as you mm. need to make a fleet of ships as advanced as the Hatak ships, which are the mother. They're the mother yeah. ships. How generous. Except 
No. <laughs> so on Thor's ship, they're ready to blow the ship. Uh-huh. Blow their load. Um, of chip. But the instead, ship the ship starts having power issues. Uh, something is fucking with the controls, and Teal'c is pretty sure it's more bugs, so he goes out to go hunting again. Mm-hmm. On Earth, Weir's like, again, I'm gonna have to decline. Yeah. Uh, the thought of being able to protect those planets for the Asgard leads Daniel to ask for more info, though. Because, I mean, if you're, if we're supposed to, if you're giving these ships that we can defend these planets, then we have to be able to build a fleet that's big enough to be able to combat yours. So how many ships exactly do you have right. so that we can build an army powerful enough to block you and... Calumus is like, yeah, that's we're not we're not no doing we're that. not dumb yeah you're not getting that info from us. And then Weir tries to she's just like these talks are over I'm done she's not playing this game um she's not fighting your we're not gonna fight your battles for a few hyperdrive engines besides the fact we have our own hyperdrive technology right. uh, so meh and she basically just raspberries them <laughs> she's so like, gotta go by she goes to stand up and. Amaterasu pulls her last straw. Yeah. About how much energy that weapon must take to use. And I wonder what would happen. You know, I wonder what would happen if Ball were to just come here and, you know, test yeah. it. Yeah. What if for we you? just, you know, fuck with you some more until yeah. you do what we want you to do? Um, She's if, not dumb. If She's he got were a good to plan. hear that the weapon was offline. And then Ball were to happen to come here. You're a little um, bit weak right now. Vulnerable, if you will. So then you'd have to destroy Ball. Eh, we don't have to give you anything for it then. Yeah. Smart. On her part. So, fine. Where's like, okay. Yeah. Fine. We'll do it. We'll destroy Ball. The big bluff. In exchange for all of Ball's territory. Yeah. Let, we're talking Ball's? Let me show you my balls. <laughs> uh, because that's how it works, right? Yeah. One system lord takes out another one and they get all the ships in his territory. So uh-huh. if if you want us to take out the system lord for you, then we get the same deal. We get all his territory and, and all of his people. Yeah. And it, that's what's funny is all the system lords would be fine if that was one of them saying it. But sure. this is Earth saying it and they're not down for that. Not even a little bit. Like won't even consider it. Yep. So, but we're cool. like, take it or leave it. That's all we can offer you. So yep. Karen Lumis goes to, to talk with And the she's others. like, and please leave so I can shit my pants now. Because <laughs> I can be- can't believe I just said that. So Teal gets uh, rid of the computer problem. <laughs> um, but it's too late. They can't stop the replicator ship from reaching Aurelia first. You can't stop the ship. Sorry. You uh, can't stop the motion of the You can't stop the replicators. All done. So you can't stop the fifth. You oh that works. You can't, can't stop, stop the fifth. So uh back in Weir's office, Daniel is guessing Weir did learn something from those poker games. <laughs> Always bet big when bluffing. Yeah. Is that um, true? Because I, I don't bluff well. Oh, uh, listen, I don't bluff you people have seen me play poker. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. I may have a poker face so on this goes, show. If it goes against our instinct, then it's probably good. You, I can bluff on this show about spoilers by sure. not looking at you, but in a poker game, <laughs> I'm just not a good liar. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. Um, sh- Weir knows they're never going to agree to those terms, but it kept them talking. Mm-hmm. So Weir does think they're going to have to revive Jack soon because, but. you know, uh, even if they 
their 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 odds are they're gonna have to try to use the weapon again mm-hmm. because either balls gonna be sent here or system lords are gonna come here. Like either way, they're gonna have to try to use this weapon again. And Jack right now is the only person that they know of that can use it. And if he even can again, if to he Daniel's even can point, again, because yeah. he may die before he can do anything. Yeah. If the Asgard aren't here and they wake Jack up, he's gonna die. Yep. Yep. So. Um, Walter then comes in with a copy of the message the group. He's like, just out. in case you thought you weren't going to see me this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here, everybody. Don't panic. I didn't go with Hammonds. Yeah. Um, and Daniel grumps out with the, the thing to translate. Oh. So on Thor's ship, Thor has sent a message ahead with info to Aurelia as a last-ditch effort. They're going to have a split second when the ship comes out of hyperspace. He's done all the calculations. He's like, you got to do this. Here's all you need. Mm-hmm. And also Thor's calculations Fuck. are usually pretty good. Yeah. So Sam has reached beyond her line of the torture. It's, She's it's in tears and it's really hard to watch. And she tries to reason with him that torturing her is not going to make him feel better or change anything. Yeah. It wasn't her decision. She didn't have time to go back and do anything. And there, there really is nothing she could do, but it is so shitty. It is. Because at the end of the episode... All of us knew. Yeah, we were I know. like, fuck. Yep. Yeah. Um, and whereas Fifth had all the time in the world to think about what big of a fool he was, according mm-hmm. to him. And Sam reminds him that ha- that that being hu- being human also means having compassion and learning how to forgive. And Fifth says he's not there yet. No. And goes to torture her some more, but as she Ugh. flinches away from him, instead he just pauses and runs his fingers through his hair, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, not good. That's weird. That's, that's not good. Creepy. This is gonna not good boundaries. So weird checks on Daniel's translations. It's exactly what they thought. Um, they think we're bluffing, mm-hmm. and if we are, and Ball comes, Ball gets Earth and the ancient outpost. So and guess what? We are. So we're fine. We are. But but that's on the system lord sign yeah. of like if we are bluffing and they say ball here and ball defeats right. earth then he gets this powerful weapon as well so yeah. they're having a hard time knowing what Figuring to do out what to do yeah. to call it or not Ooh. and then there's an unscheduled offer activation the system lords are getting their response mm-hmm. so um I, I forget the name of the other asgard that calls thor because it's clearly been butchered and auto-corrected on my That's okay. computer. Um, but they are ready for the replicators. Once mm. they drop out of orbit, they're quickly destroyed. Yep. And um, Thor Shit. does tell Teek that he's sorry. It took me a couple times to make sure that I saw that properly. Yeah. So as far as we know, Sam has been destroyed. Yes. This is not okay. No. I didn't know that probably she's not. But Be- what the fuck? Because are they going to kill Sam off screen? No, they're not. They're yeah. not. So it's not real. But, but it, how the fuck are we going to yeah. explain our way out of this one? Fuck. So Daniel comes into the control room and he, mm-hmm. he reads the message that they got over Walter's shoulder. And while the system lords are waiting at the base of the ramp in the gate room, negotiations are done. Mm-hmm. They think Weir's demands are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Daniel keeps reading and tells Walter to shut the gate down. Yep. And he he's like, what? And Jack just, yeah. or Jack, Daniel just shuts it down on his he's own. Like, nope, not doing this right now. And Daniel walks down. Yeah, they're being recalled because the system lords are testing the plant's defenses themselves instead of Ball. Um, they're sending a ship to attack Earth. They'll be here within the hour. Yeah. So no, not cool. To be continued. Uh, what? 
an unsatisfying <laughs> opening fair, episode. To be fair, this first aired as one episode. Okay. Okay. It's only in no, no, I'm not saying it's a bad episode. Yeah. I'm just saying, God, how unsatisfying. It's clear that it was just, this is the middle of a yeah, story. Yeah, it's like, fuck, this is not resolved at all. Which I will tell you, mm-hmm. there has been a Twitter poll and overwhelmingly Ooh. people have allowed you to watch Rising as one episode. Yes! <laughs> Thank you, Twitter pollers, peoples. Uh, because that means it's one week sooner that we get back to this. Yes. Holy moly. Um, yeah. Very unsatisfying, but I'm still hooked. I'm yeah. still here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait i'm back into the place where i'm fiending i'm just fiending for episodes so the wrap-up is like it was goodbye (laughs) it was like at the end of the night at work at the end of the night at work i write an email saying anything that's gone down in the night and sometimes it's very long and thorough and it's like hey here's a couple things we worked on here's some stuff for the overnight crew here's stuff for your morning crew you can tell the nights where I just want to go the fuck home. Things happen, buddy. it says, no issues to report. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye. That's how I feel. <laughs> Nothing to report. Bye. Alrighty. <laughs> We're going to go watch New Order Part 2. Yes. 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 Alrighty. Bye. Bye. We love wait, you guys. Oh, wait. You can find you- us on... <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. At patreon.com slash Tara. Rate us, like, or subscribe us on iTunes Podcast. We love you guys. Uh, bye. Apple Podcast, whatever it's called. Bye.